Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, September the 5th, 2023. A Tuesday that feels like a Monday for most people, and I hope you had a fantastic, long, and safe holiday weekend. If you missed the Labor Day Monday Newsmax Daily, I encourage you to give it a listen. It's chock full of great weekend content. Today, the 248th day of the year is International Day of Charity. It was established by the United Nations General Assembly back in December of 2012 in honor of the passing of Mother Teresa. And on this day, There is some charitable news concerning the recovery efforts in Hawaii, and I'll get to that in a little bit. On the food calendar, today is hashtag National Cheese Pizza Day, a big day in more ways than one. It's different than Pepperoni Pizza Day, which is later this month, different from National Pizza Day, which I guess encompasses everything. That's in February. Today is all about the love of the simple, original cheese pizza. First introduced to the United States in 1905 by my great-grandfather, Gennaro Lombardi, on Spring Street in the Little Italy neighborhood of New York City. True story. Back then, it was the tomato pie, which eventually became the cheese pizza. And Lombardi's pizza still stands there today, one of the best in the city and in the nation, Unfortunately, my family hasn't owned it since the early 1970s. All right, in the headlines, First Lady Jill Biden has tested positive for COVID-19 again. Both the president and First Lady have had COVID once before. The president has tested negative, and according to the White House, the First Lady will stay at the Biden's Delaware Beach home to recover. The, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to... You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. That was during a town hall event a few years ago. And yesterday, the president spent his Labor Day pandering and campaigning to the unions. The great real estate builder, the last guy here, he didn't build a damn thing. Under my predecessor, Infrastructure Week became a punchline. On my watch, infrastructure has been a decade and it's a headline. The president spoke to unions in Philly on Monday. The UAW, that's the United Auto Workers Union, which supported Joe Biden in the 2020 election, hasn't announced officially an endorsement as of yet and coincidentally is threatening a strike essentially meaning give us money and maybe you'll get our endorsement. For more on unions, we go to the Labor Day edition of American Agenda with Bob Sellers and Mark Mix, the president of the National Right to Work Committee. Let me ask you about the dynamics of the UAW and other what I will call blue collar um, uh, unions, because Mm -hmm. back in the day, they tended to vote Democratic and then they became Reagan Democrats. And I would argue that they've kind of shifted to become Trump Republicans. And and obviously I'm generalizing here, but I wanted your thoughts about that. No, Bob, I think your your analysis is spot on. I mean, the rank and file workers across this country believe in smaller government and secure borders and the Second Amendment and lower taxes and uh, capping inflation. Those are bread and butter issues for rank and file workers. However, union officials and the divide between rank and file workers and union officials is growing wider and wider all the time. 
But look, President Trump would not have been elected in 2016 unless rank and file workers got behind him and got behind his agenda. And I suspect you're onto something and your analysis, again, is, is spot on in the sense that rank and file workers have one view, union officials have the other. And precisely because the, the reason you articulated is there's lots of money flowing from Washington and it's ending up in union headquarters, not in union members' pockets. Yeah, that's one of the problems that Democrats have is they do, they're not that blue collar heartland of America party. They're, they're at least perceived as the elitist on the coast. And, and uh, that, that's a problem, could be a problem. Bob Sellers, host of American Agenda on Newsmax, and reporter Mike Carter hit the streets to talk to some of those blue-collar Americans that Bob mentioned. President Biden says Bidenomics is working. No joke. But a recent Reuters Ipsos poll shows nearly 70% of Americans say the economy is worse now than when the pandemic began in 2020. So who's right? I'm not exactly for sure what Bidenomics means. Bidenomics, have you heard of that word? Den. Bidenomics, yeah. You've heard of it. Is it working for Americans? Hell no. Everything's way more expensive, but my paycheck is not any bigger than it was before. I'm feeling it. I mean, I, everything is going up except the income. The president says inflation is going down. Are you feeling that when you look at the prices at the grocery store? No, not particularly. It's kind of double, but it stayed double for quite a while. Strawberries went up to $11. Eggs went up to $7. Butter went up. Everything is up. Are you better off financially now than you were four years ago? I think I was better off when Trump was in office. Inflation's going down, unemployment's low. Are these good numbers to point to? Um, my interest rate isn't, so. I think he's not that good at math. It costs me a lot more now to fill up my car with gas or to buy food in the grocery store. So when he points to low unemployment numbers, are those good metrics to say, hey, the economy, it's, it's working again? No, num hey, I'm a numbers person. You can make numbers do whatever you want. Are you better off financially than you were four years ago? Yes, because I work two jobs. Oh, yeah, I'm taking up two spots. There you go. In New York for Newsmax, I'm Mike Carter. Thank you, Mike. And there you go. I think she nailed it. The jobs numbers are going up and doing well because people are working two jobs. That makes sense. Two jobs for every one person. That explains it. For more, we go to Florida Congressman Matt Gates, who spent his Labor Day guest hosting Greg Kelly Reports on Newsmax. Joe Biden is betting on Bidenomics to brand his re-election campaign. Biden has overseen the most inflationary economy in a generation, so it's a bit of an odd choice. Biden is taking an insult and trying to own it. He must have been watching Billy Madison. So Bidenomics is Biden's campaign plan. How's that going? Well, it's a complete disaster. Here are the facts. A new Lending Club report shows a historic high. 61% of adults in this country are living paycheck to paycheck. That's up. Meanwhile, inflation has outstripped wage growth for 22 of the last 24 months. Americans are struggling. Even the Washington Post recently acknowledged that, quote, more Americans are falling behind on their car loan and credit card payments than any other time in more than a decade. And rising interest rates means that your starter home is now your forever home. This Labor Day, we thought we'd talk to the governor that you've seen recruiting about every job in America, my friend, South Dakota Governor Christy Noem. Christy, you are a relentless advocate for hard work, productivity jobs. What strategies are you using in South Dakota to deliver despite these headwinds of Bidenomics? You know, Matt, we've just been telling our story. South Dakota is an incredible place. Uh, we have kept our businesses open. We have empowered people and used personal responsibility. We've cut cat taxes. 
cut regulations and recognize universal licensing. So all of those things are incredibly important, but what you really have to do is get the word out. You need to recruit people, let them know how much better their lives can be somewhere else. And that's what I think is so remarkable about what's going on in South Dakota. Uh, incomes are going up here faster than anywhere else. Our population is setting historic record growth. Um, we see people doing better than anywhere else in the country. Women-owned businesses are doing better and people are happier. We're one of the few states where overdose, overdoses are going down and our mental health and suicide uh, rates are also dropping as well. So, you know, empowering people to make the best decisions for themselves and their families really does help them financially, yep. economically, and uh, also mentally as well. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem and President Trump is going to speak in South Dakota later this week. President Trump is set to speak in South Dakota on Friday. It'll mark the first time since the former president uh, went uh, to the state. Uh, he was there for the Mount Rushmore fireworks back in 2020. Uh, what are you expecting from the president's visit? Well, he's coming to help out our state Republican Party, which I'm grateful for. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think he's going to have an inspiring speech. I'm thankful that he's coming to our state. People are excited to see him. This event sold out in just hours. Uh, when we made it available. We will have eight to 9,000 people in attendance. It'll be maxed out. And people will be there excited to see this president that thought about them every single day. That's the one thing we're gonna talk about that night is that this president shows up. Uh, we've invited many other people to come to our state and talk to us and they keep saying how insignificant South Dakota is. It's not important to be in South Dakota right now. We there wanna be in Iowa, New Hampshire. And what I love about President Trump is that he said, I will be there. Uh, he doesn't ever overlook the oh. little people. He doesn't say states like South Dakota aren't important. He knows every single person in this country is important, and that's why people support him. So Donald Trump will speak in South Dakota on Friday, and as always, we will have it for you on Newsmax. Meanwhile, back in Washington, the Senate returned to work today with avoiding a government shutdown later this month, again at the top of the agenda, and Republicans in the Senate seem likely to approve $24 billion $24 billion more in aid for Ukraine and $16 billion more in Hurricane Idalia and Maui fire recovery efforts. The House, which continues to call for spending cuts, will return to Washington next week. We go back to Congressman Matt Gates, a member of the House. The question torturing me tonight is probably on your mind. What are House Republicans even doing? The House of Representatives is the sole node of power in the federal government controlled by Republicans. I know. I work there. And tens of millions of Americans rest their hope on the House and the House alone to stop the terrible things that are going on. And so I offer you this sincere confession. We aren't putting up the fight you deserve, and it sickens me. We fought for better than this in January during the contest over the House speakership. There is plenty that needs to be done, and we have the power to do it, but we must stop fiddling around like Nero as Rome burns. I know I have a role in that, too. I hear you. Joe Biden and the Democrats have created major problems, and it is incumbent upon us to solve them. On the border, our own Homeland Security Department literally built an app for the cartels. Why haven't we impeached Mayorkas yet? Our own leadership whips hard for big spending bills. Not so much to impeach the man who has converted our border into a turnstile for thugs and criminals. The Department of Defense has become an abortion travel agency that throws drag shows on the side. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is fighting back and fighting hard, holding up promotions until the law is followed. 
all of the top positions will be in limbo by the end of the year if the Pentagon doesn't get their act together. And instead of having his back, even some Senate Republicans openly criticize Senator Tuberville. They're pathetic. Tuberville previously coached college football in the SEC, so I'm guessing he's faced tougher criticism than what is offered in America's own version of the House of Lords. The ATF wants to throw you in jail for selling one gun while the Secret Service is covering up Hunter Biden's gun crimes faster than a cat covers up turds in a litter box. More on that later in the show. And federal government spending grew by 40% during COVID. Multi-trillion dollar annual deficits are no way to run a civilized country. I can't even believe I have to say that. It is degrading and insulting to the American people to dilute their spending power so that we can fund entities like the UN, the World Health Organization, other globalist entities, and whatever Zelensky can imagine asking for next. Now Republicans are trying to sell some 1% cut after a 40% increase in federal spending as some sort of monumental win. That would be like me gaining 20 pounds and then congratulating myself for downing a bag of kale chips on the way to Dairy Queen for another dipped cone. Certainly doesn't make any sense. Donald Trump now faces 91 charges. Meanwhile, no one in the Biden family has even received a subpoena yet. Keep this in mind. At this point, during the Democrat control of Congress, when they had power, Donald Trump Jr. had already given over eight hours of testimony under oath. He had been brought in three times. Now, I understand that the Oversight Committee wants a full grasp of documents before bringing Hunter in, but we can bring him in more than once, like they did to Donald Trump Jr. And if these things frustrate and anger you, welcome to my hellscape. That's Florida Congressman Matt Gates guest hosting Greg Kelly Reports and absolutely nailing it. That three-minute dissection of his own party and what's happening and not happening in Washington completely sums up all the questions and all the sentiment of every Republican citizen. That clip could live on in infamy. I mean, he nailed it. And a big programming note, by the way, for you, beginning tonight, Greg Kelly Reports is moving to 9 o'clock Eastern. So it's Greg Kelly Reports at 9, and now the right squad uh, with Chris Plant, Jen Pellegrino, and others will be at 10 o'clock. All right, and Vice President Harris is in Indonesia now for the third time. She's again attending the Association of Southeast Asian Nations Summit. Former White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro going to trial today for criminal contempt of Congress. Like former Trump ally Steve Bannon, Navarro faces charges over his lack of cooperation with the subpoenas that were issued by the Select House Committee that was investigating the events of January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. Bannon, if you recall, was convicted on two counts of criminal contempt, which he is appealing in uh, D.C. court. Navarro is also facing two counts of contempt that carry a minimum of one month in prison. And there is some good news. I mentioned this back at the beginning on International Day of Charity. Oprah Winfrey and Dwayne The Rock Johnson introduced a recovery fund for the people of Maui who lost their homes in the wildfires. The Rock and Winfrey together donating $10 million of their own money to get the campaign going, and they're inviting the public to donate to the fund as well. In a video on X, Oprah said that they created the People's Fund of Maui that will put money directly in the hands of the people who need it right now. 
explaining that any adults who lost their primary homes, primary homes, homeowners and renters both, could be eligible to receive $1,200 a month. $1,200 a month for as long as the money lasts. Winfrey said she got the idea for the fund after reading an article about Dolly Parton, who has done so many amazing things for so many great causes. So there you go. Some big timers stepping up big time. So don't forget about the people of Maui struggling to get their lives back together and the people in Florida's Big Bend area who were just devastated by Hurricane Idalia as well. And a reminder that Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Cox, Fios, Xfinity, Spectrum, DirecTV, Dish, and many others. And your favorite platforms as well like Roku, Zumo, Amazon, Apple TV, and others. As always, I thank you for listening to to Newsmax Daily. Tell all your friends, spread the word, check out some of the other great Newsmax podcasts as well. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your day or night and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.